Hey everybody, my name is Porik and welcome to a special audio edition of So About Last Night for Monday Night Raw on the 18th of February 2019. This show, um, I don't know what to make of this show. I had, I, I didn't know what was happening going into the show. I knew about, I seen a tweet earlier in the night about um, the the four NXT guys, Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, Ricochet and Alistair Black being backstage. Um, but at the time, they didn't know what the format for the show was going to be or what was going to happen. So, without further ado, let's get into the special episode, the special audio episode of So About Last Night. To be honest, I really can be arsed typing today. Just not arsed. So, you're getting an audio version. Hey! Right, so the show starts with Triple H. He's out on his own. Um, he's basically hyping up that DX has been inducted into the Hall of Fame. So him, Shawn Michaels, Billy Gunn, uh, drawing a blank here at the minute, Road Dog, X Pac, and even China is going into the Hall of Fame, which is absolutely fantastic. To hear, like everybody's more hyped about China being inducted rather than Triple H and the rest of the gang, but it's pretty cool to see. So I'm looking forward to seeing their induction ceremony because the indu- the induction ceremonies the nights before WrestleMania tends to be very very fun. While he was also there, he also announced the that there was four NXT stars debuting on Monday Night Raw tonight. That is the NXT champion. Tommaso Ciampa, the NXT North American Champion Johnny Gargano, the former NXT North American Champion Ricochet, and the former NXT Champion Aleister Black. Cool. Brilliant. Only problem was, the crowd was dead. Holy Jesus Lafayette. What the heck happened? Was main event that good? That you were just dead for the main show? Like... These are four top guys in NXT that's now on Raw. And the only thing you can do is just be quiet? You can't be anyway hype? The freaking NXT champion is on Raw. How often does that happen? The last time I can recall this happening is when John Cena issued an open challenge... I think it was for his United States title back in like 2015, I want to say. And the person that that answered the call was the NXT champion at the time, Kevin Owens. I want to say it was John Cena for the US title. I think it was an open challenge. I think that's what it was. But I was so disappointed. So, so disappointed in Lafayette being so dead. Like, uh, it was unbelievable. But anyway... Started the, the night off anyway uh, with Braun Strowman versus Baron Corbin in a tables match. Ba- Braun Strowman wanted revenge for Baron Corbin, Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre coming out and putting him through not one but two tables at Elimination Chamber. Um, basically just destroying him and the focus was on Braun Strowman's ribs because he obviously got hurt so the focus was on the ribs there was tape over his rib area rib cage and all this stuff and um Baron basically just uh, focused on it and it was a, just a lot of 
you know, yeah, it was a lot of back and forth with in terms of offense. Uh, Baron Corman was getting like candlestick, whacking him with the candlestick. He was like trying to get him put through a table, even trying to put through the announcer's table. The announcer's table is must be made of like paper because Braun Strowman just literally touched the announce table and it just collapsed to a heaping pile and say, like, "Wow, those things are cheap." I suppose the amount of times that those things get put through, it's it's no wonder that. Uh, Braun Strowman just touched and just collapsed. Anyway, match ended when um, Baron Corbin slid out of the ring, came in the other side, and then Braun Strowman just grabbed him and then power slammed him through the table. Like there wasn't even any like build up to that end, and it was just like, oh, run a power slam, boom, through the table, one, two, oh, basically just win. So Braun Strowman won. And that was really hit, I suppose. There's nothing really much to say about that. Next up is your new Intercontinental Champion, Finn Balor, uh, coming out. And basically, he's all like, yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. I won the championship and all this stuff. And I vowed to defend the title, blah, 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 blah. Typical babyface shit. And then Leo Rush comes out. And I was like, okay, right, he wants to have a one-on-one match with Finn Balor, uh, you know, for revenge of for pinning him last night at Elimination Chamber. And then out behind Finn Balor, uh, you know, behind him in the ring is Bobby Lashley. And it's like, oh, these two are back together. That was very quick. I thought that was all said and done, but evidently not. And then two, Finn Balor's rescue was the former NXT North American champion Ricochet, which is a great sight to see. And I have to be honest, I do like the thoughts of Finn Balor and Ricochet as a tag team. That is really, really good because they're both high flyers. They both have some amazing, like, offensive abilities, like that 450 splash, the coup de grab. Imagine tying that all together. Be brilliant. Finn Balor, Ricochet. Bobby Lashley, Leo Rush in this uh, tag team match. One of many tag team matches on the show tonight. Um, it was a uh, oh, simple enough match. Finn Balor and Ricochet win. Um, I don't think there was any surprise that he was going to win. Like it would have been, it would have been shocking if Bobby Lashley or Leo actually pinned the new title, a uh, new title holder, uh, Finn Balor, after one night. And it's like. It's unbelievable. But anyway, later note, Finn Balor um, holding the Intercontinental Championship is longer than him holding the Universal Championship. Because he only held the Universal Championship for a mere 24 hours before vacating it. So it's good to see Finn Balor with a proper uh, title run. And I hope this title run runs to at least... um, Runs to at least... Uh, WrestleMania, or even shortly thereafter. Anyway, uh, next we had the Lucha House Party defeating Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. Whatever, that's just typical piss break stuff. NXT Champion Tommaso Ciampa and the NXT North American Champion Johnny Gargano against the Raw Tag Team Champions The Revival. I have a problem with this match. I have a problem with this match. Huge problem with this match. 
the new Raw Tag Team Champions, The Revival, who are a former NXT Tag Team Champion. One, in my opinion, one of the better tag teams in the company as an overall. And they get essentially jobbed out to the NXT Champion and the NXT North American Champion. That doesn't seem right. That, like, I get it's champion versus champion, but it's the fact that the revival, after all this time, winning and winning and winning, feeling, winning, feeling, winning, to get the opportunity after opportunity, to get the titles, and then they immediately lose the next match. Something's got to give here for the revival. They're not being, not being treated well at the minute. I feel like that they need to be bigger and stronger and more over, more heelish. Maybe, maybe it just needs to be more heel. Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano, it was probably just like WWE to say, you know, give them the win and let them have the win. It's their first night on the on the main roster. Let's let's see what they can do. And it's like, okay, fair enough. So I'm happy enough that Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano won. I don't know if this is going to be the reunification of and the reintroduction of DIY. I don't think it's going to happen. I honestly think that Le- uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano are going to be singles competitors. Uh, if it is a case where they need help, I suppose one or the other can come out and help them. But I don't see the two guys coming out as a tag team after this. I, I, I honestly don't see this happening. Next up, Nia Jax and Tamina confront the new women's tag team champions, the Boston Hug Connection. Um, yeah, this is a weird segment, very very weird segment. I don't I don't like it whatsoever. It's uh, it was just very very weird, very poorly done. Um, Tamina talks, by the way. <laughs> that that's something. Drew McIntyre defeating Dean Ambrose. Um, that was a match. <laughs> Basically, Drew wanted a, a fight. Dean Ambrose came in, slapped him, and I was like, okay, you get your match. So that, that's all you have to do is get a match, just slap someone else. Oh, you slap someone else? Oh, you get a match. But Drew McIntyre defeated Dean Ambrose, and then Dean Ambrose went backstage afterwards and went to Seth Rollins, like, where were you? And, so, and he was like, uh, we're not even friends anymore. Like, I thought that was a bit weird. That they're still continuing this stupid storyline. The, the the whole friendship breakup between Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins is absolutely ridiculous. Alistair Black makes his debut, interrupting Elias, and it's what you expect. I thought Elias put in a good performance here. I watched the match. I watched the match the entire way through because I was interested. I thought it was just going to be a job out. Black Mask 1, 2, 3. No. Elias got some offense in, which is very surprising for Elias. And I have to remember that Elias was a proper legitimate person, like a not just a guitar playing joke on NXT. He was a he was Elias Samson. He was a guy. He was a good guy down there. Um. So. See, uh, it was a good match. It was. I liked it because it wasn't. It didn't last one minute. It lasted a good few minutes. And it was nice to see that. Also, Black evidently picking up the victory, as we all suspected. Like, it was... You just know. And then a rematch from the previous night. Ronda Rousey 
uh, defending her Raw Women's Championship against Ruby Riot. Ruby was accompanied this time by her Riot Squad mates Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan. Didn't really help. Ronda Rousey retained as we thought she would. Here's the thing. We know right up until WrestleMania that any championship match that she's going to be in, she's going to win. Fastlane, whoever she's facing at Fastlane, if she is even facing anyone at Fastlane, she's going to win. There's no doubt about it. Elimination Chamber, we knew that she was going to win. They're not going to have Ronda Rousey drop the title before WrestleMania. It just wouldn't make sense. Do you want Ruby Riot and Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania for the Raw Women's Championship? That's not going to be interesting. The interesting match is Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch. That's the match we want to see. Listen to my last podcast where I talked about what, what the WrestleMania plan should be. So, overall, the show was good. I would just say, just good. Nothing special. Other than the debuts of the NXT guys. That was pretty cool. Although... Everybody got their bit in. I just feel like that the Raw roster... Actually, the rosters in general are coming way too large. A lot of people are not even going to get matches. Like, some people might get matches on main event. And you even see some guys now like Tony Nese going down to NXT to get matches. It's it's heartbreaking to see that people have to go to other divisions just to get matches. I honestly think... No, this could be me. <coughs> Excuse me. I honestly think that WWE could do with another show. Now, it's not a new brand. It's a show, not like main event. Maybe like another show like main event, but... It actually is live, and it features sort of the mid-card, lower-tier guys. You could have it running full sale. You could have it running in the same location as Monday Night Raw. Maybe you do record it, I don't know. But it needs to be front and center. It can't be like main event where it's just on Hulu and all these other places, or it's not released immediately. It needs to actually be shown live on TV, whether that be Fox or USA, doesn't matter, or even a third company, I don't know. But Raw, or WWE needs another show. And it's, I think it'll be a nice little show with its own storylines featuring talent from Raw, talent from SmackDown, even maybe talent from NXT or 205 Live. Have them all just be on this little show they have their own storylines. People get exposure. People get matches. People will win. And people will get opportunities. Nothing. Don't put any titles on the line. Don't put titles on the show. Don't create titles. Just have it being just like feuds. Just feuds here and there. And then use those feuds as pre-show material. So the Cruiserweights can get on the main card. Simple. That's what I think. Raw needs a third show. Whether that's season. Who knows. It'd be cool if they had a seasonal show. It runs between, you know, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, or WrestleMania to Survivor Series or something. Just something to let everybody shine. 
Because that's what it's lacking at the minute. There's a lot of talent there. A lot of great talent. That's just not shining. Like where was Alexa Bliss last night? She wasn't there. But yet. Her and Mickey James will say. Could be on this third show. Doing. Having a, having a match with. I don't know. Uh, the Iconics. You could do that. You could book that. It's a dual branded show. Anyway, I'm rambling. That was so about last night for Monday Night Raw. If you're lucky, I might even do another audio version because I have I have fun doing these. Because it's like, eh, I could write it all, but talking is easier. Anyway, folks, thank you all so much for listening. Remember to follow me on social media, Twitter.com, Facebook, Patreon, all that stuff. And you can find all that at squirtcircle.ie. Take care. Bye-bye.